in Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of Cinema's Soft Underbelly. I'm your host, Eugene Weaver, and I've got a really fun episode in store for you today. Uh, obviously, as usual, if you are listening, then you know my show is all about hard-to-find, obscure, out-there, crazy, weird horror movies. Uh, some mainstream, most not so much. And today's uh, movies are going to definitely fall into the not-so-much category. As you well know by now, I'm a huge fan of the Italian splatter movie uh, through the ages. We're talking from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and uh, even into the 90s. Unfortunately, uh, there, there isn't a whole lot going on in Italy nowadays with regards to really good horror movies. But it's odd that the older I get, the more uh, I find gems from previous uh previous years that maybe originally I thought were not good. Uh, it's almost like I've, I've started to have a fondness for, uh, for Italian horror movies that aren't necessarily just from the late 70s and early 80s, kind of back in their heyday. Uh, now I'm finding gems from, from the 90s, and uh, I have a slew of them today for you. And uh, this is extremely niche, a very, very niche market for these. However, they are, uh, for me at least, they're immensely watchable. I've already touched on a couple of them from the late 80s. The, uh, the uh, Haunted House movies from Umberto Lenzi and Lucio Fulci. So, obviously I'm not going to be talking about those, but there are some other ones, and I think that I've even uh, brought these up before, just, it, just in brief passing uh, on, on my show. And now I'm going to spend some more time on them. And these do range in quality, of course. Or, or at least entertainment value, I should say. Um, some of them I like much more than others. Some of them are almost unwatchable, yet uh, there's something about them that you just can't look away. At least I can't look away. So without further ado, this is the, um, I guess I should say this is scraping the bottom of the barrel of Italian uh, spaghetti splatter. So... Anyway, we're going to start with uh, what I consider to be probably the the most watchable of the bunch. Uh, I really enjoy this movie. The cover is the cover of the DVD is just fantastic, and of course, it's it's a uh, way it, the cover is way better than the actual movie. Uh, there's this the, we see the back of a guy, and he's holding this ha- bloody hatchet, and he's in a he's in a uh, cemetery, and there's all these demons coming after him. And the movie is called Black Demons. And yes, it is about black demons. Um, it was originally called uh, Demons Three, which was kind of a cash—not kind of—it was a major cash-in on the successful Demons movies from uh, Lumberta Bava back in the mid '80s. This has nothing to do with those movies at all. This is just a low, low, low-budget movie from. None other than Umberto Lenzi, and I'm a big fan of Umberto Lenzi. I've already talked about him before, and he did uh, House of Witchcraft, and he did House of Lost Souls. He did Cannibal Furo, make, also known as Make Them Die Slowly, and he actually did another one that I'm going to be talking about today uh, after this one, so I'll be getting into that one later, but um, 
another another one that he did that I I just recent recently watched called Nightmare City, and that has got to be seen to be believed. It is uh, it's quite something. I believe that was the first movie to feature running zombies. So take that twenty eight days later and Return of the Living Dead uh, and Dawn of the Dead remake. So side trail, oh, that's a rabbit trail there. Back to Black Demons. Uh, three college students and another couple and their housekeeper are besieged at a remote Brazilian plantation by a group of zombies raised by a voodoo curse. There you go. That's the storyline, and it is a blast. I've watched this thing so many times, and the more I watch it, the more I like it. It's one of those things where you just have to roll with it. It's silly and fairly poorly made, but, man, it's fun. Um... One of the lines from, uh, let me just find the actress here, because I think that's her. She's so bad. Um, uh, Bear with me just one second, because I I really would like to find uh, find who this is. uh, Because she, I'm not sure what her name is, because I I don't recognize any, but she's she's been in other Italian horror movies, and ouch, uh, bad. But she... uh, she makes a comment to her boyfriend and brother, and the brother, I think, I'm, I'm not sure. And she's like, what do you expect me to do? Stand here like a, or stand here and get killed like an idiot? Yes, you're going to stand there and get killed like an idiot, because that's what happens to idiots. They get killed. And something about it is just hilarious, I thought. Um, the, it's, it's very, very much, I'm trying to find the right words for this thing, it doesn't have the, it doesn't really have an 80s feel it has a very early 90s feel which the the older i get the more i appreciate and enjoy uh it's it's gory but not near the quality that was seen in the 80s especially the early 80s and late 70s cuz obviously the budget is not there at all but it's got a cool storyline and um it's almost more of a kind of a sort of rip off of Lucio Fulci zombie, um, but but not. Um, but eh, it's got a couple of a good gore scenes. The production values are are not really there, but the locations are great. Uh, they're filming on location, and the, I thought the locations were fantastic. Um, I thought that that the hammy cheesy acting is is. Part of its charm, the one, the brother in the movie that he gets, he gets our crew into trouble. He, he uh, investigates, or he's he goes to this voodoo ritual thing and does things he shouldn't, and then he gets cursed, and then the plantation, like, then the the slaves that have been dead for many, many, many years, they come back to seek revenge, and there's eyeballs are popped out, and. The usual typical Italian splattery things start to happen, but it sure is fun. And if you're looking for a sit back and laugh at it, and uh, just see what was being churned out from from uh, the great country of Italy in the early '90s, Black Demons is your movie. Um, that's I, I I simply can't not enjoy it. It's for as bad as it is, I sh- I just. I really enjoy it. So anyway, I'm going to just keep on rolling here because there's there are several other ones that I want to touch on. Next up is Witchery from 1988. 
And this uh, also is known as La Casa 4. And um, it's, it's supposedly sometimes known as Ghost House Part 2. And I'll get into Ghost House, the first one, uh, at a later date because... Or at, not a later date, later on in this episode because that's another one that's on my list. Um, and it, it goes by different names. And it's so odd uh, because it's all about cashing in on, uh, cashing in and trying to make, trying to make money on this thing. So let's just name it whatever works. So uh, this movie uh, is directed by Fabrizio Laurenti, and he's also known as Martin Newlin. And that's on the DVD that I own. That's uh, that's what he goes by. So um, Martin uh, Martin Newlin, whatever. Uh, but yeah, Fabrizio is the guy's name. So it stars David Hasselhoff and Linda Blair uh, from The Exorcist. And the summary of the movie here is when a storm strands a group of uh, on a uh, Massachusetts island where the only dwelling in, is an old hotel supposedly haunted by the ghost of a former German actress, the result is the standard horror film uh, typical horror film is the cast picked off one by one. Yep, and that's it. That's the storyline. And it's it's really enjoyable. The more I watch it, the more I like it, and the more I laugh at it. It's it's just hilarious to see David Hasselhoff in this and uh, doing what doing what she does and uh, doing what he does and doing and Linda Blair doing what she does and it's just ouch. The acting is so, so, so poor. So, um, anyway. Um, trying to think of some other things to say about the movie. Because uh, some of these are going to be kind of hard. I don't have Blu-rays in front of me or anything. They don't, don't have Blu-rays. Um, but I'm just wanting to just at least talk about them a little bit. Just so that the word gets out there. That if you are a fan of this type of thing. That you should try and seek these out. This movie is very mean-spirited and cruel at parts. It does deal with witchcraft. But trust me, this is not one where you're like, oh, I don't, I don't want to watch evil witchcrafty type movies. Trust me when I say you're going to be laughing at this movie. You're not going to be uh, un- sitting there uncomfortable, although it is very, very gory. Uh, it, but it, the gore is so, so silly and, and fake. Uh, it, one scene, a guy gets killed, and I, I remember he gets his neck like a, a pole shoved in his neck or his neck slit or something. And the blood is like, you can tell that it wasn't the right consistency. So the, uh, it's not red enough. And it looks like almost like water or something like, like water with some red mixed in. And it's a, it's a bit, very bloody scene, but it's so not because you're like, eh, that's not really, that's not really blood. That's obviously not blood. So, um, Anyway, the uh, the end credits song is uh, hilarious, and you just you have to just I, I'm not going to say anything more. But if you watch the movie, you've you've got to stay through the end credits because the song is great. Um, the uh, there is again there. I think it was almost like they were trying to pull a uh, a haunted house kind of sort of and. Getting Linda Blair in there, they had to have a possession type thing going on, but oh, it so doesn't work, and that's why I love it is because it so does not work. But um, this one here is very much 
past the heyday of the Italian movie sl- uh, splatter movie, and uh, it shows. It's it's lame, but I just can't help but like it and enjoy the uh, the silliness of it. So um, anyway, that's that's witchery. I highly recommend checking it out if you were at all all wanting to see what was going on in on in Italy at this time. Um, I'm going to read just a couple of of quotes from this movie because and all these movies have fantastic fantastically bad dialogue, but there's actually some quotes on here on IMDb and I'm going to read them off because they're great. Um, God, you scared me. Who are you expecting? The Phantom of the Opera? Ha 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 ha. Uh, these are all elements of witchcraft. There is a common denominator common denominator in all the mystery cults. Okay. Um, there's, they've got a lot of legends about this island. Witches and rainbows and shit. Yes, that was actually uttered in this movie. Um, there are three doors to the dark side. Lust. Uh, oh, jeez. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. I don't even know what that means. Um, let's just say that three doors to the dark side. So there you go. Um, but hilarious. So anyway, uh, that would be witchery. I say seek it out and enjoy the the badness because it is bad. So next up is a movie called Ghost House. And let me just type this up here from 1988. And uh, this one here is probably the, oh, man, I, I, I hesitate to say this, but it's probably the most technically well-made of the bunch. And that is so not saying much at all. Um, Visions of a deceased girl and her doll bring doom to the visitors of a deserted house. Umberto Lenzi, once again, is the director of this. And um, I, I gotta say, this had uh, this had some really creepy parts in it. The doll that is used in the movie is uh, is very effective and creepy. There's this like uh, the it basically it's almost like the little girl is supposed to be like one of the little twin girls from The Shining, and the doll is I'm not sure if this was ca- cashing in on child's play at the time or what, but the doll works. It's like a little clown-type doll, and it's effective and creepy. But that's about as scary as the movie gets. It's not really that scary or anything. Um, but the doll is creepy. This was the same house that in a, a episode here just recently I talked about Lucio Fulci's house by the cemetery. This is the same house that they used for that movie as well. And so, uh, anyway, just little little trivia here. Um, so just looking at some of the notes here, um, uh, let me just see here cause I want to get all my facts, all my facts, right. Um, there's a nursery rhyme that runs through the movie and, and it's, it's like the doll is talking and it gets stuck in your head at first. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of annoying. And then it gets stuck in your head and it's kind of cool. And I believe that it's saying, um, Burial or something like that, uh, but reversed or I, I'm not sure what it is, um, or but something about burial is in there, uh, but playing around, being bad or something. It's you have to hear it, and I probably am just blabbing here, but um, it's so bizarro and so out there that uh, w- with what's going on. 
that it's worthy of, of watching. Um, just looking here at some of the notes, um, this was produced by Joe D'Amato. Joe D'Amato has done a ton of Italian horror movies and softcore stuff. And uh, so, anyway, yeah, this was actually, they wanted to change the title from Ghost House to La Casa uh, 3. And La Casa 1 and 2 are the Italian titles for Sam Raimi's Evil Dead. So Sam Raimi's Evil Dead was known as La Casa Parts 1 and 2 over in Italy, and so they wanted to change this to Part 3 because it has nothing to do with Evil Dead at all in any way, shape, or form, you see. So, yeah, uh, there you go. But um, it, I'll tell you what, the movie is a riot. Uh, it's people, stupid Italian Actors go to investigate this house because they pick up this strange noise that was going on in the movie, which you hear. Uh, that's that weird track that they keep playing over and over, and they're something about something about uh, radio frequencies, and they pick it up, and so they go to investigate, and uh, and dumb things happen, and. These dumb people get killed in fairly graphic ways that are very cheesy, but uh, but great nonetheless. So um, I, I I hesitate to all of these. You have to take with a grain of salt because none of them are really good, but they're they're good as for me, kind of historical type pieces of like what was going on in Italy at this time. And for that, I I, I enjoy them. Uh, the styles, of course, right now are very much. These movies here are very much hair metal type styles, even in Italy. So the girls have really big, puffy, frizzy hair, and the guys have their shirts tucked in and sneakers on, and everybody tries to act American, and they're all Italian. And I love that because it's so obvious that they're Europeans trying to be American in probably more than likely European settings. So, uh, and not, not all, not all the time. Some of these were filmed over in the States, but, uh, there are certain times where you're like, yeah, that's, that's gotta be in Europe somewhere. That's not in the United States. So, uh, anyway, ghost house is a good movie, uh, for what it is. I enjoy it and I recommend you checking it out. So moving on to another one. Uh, let me just see if I can find this. Here we go. 1987. Now this is one that I, I've watched probably four or five times, which is way more than I should have because it's not good at all, but I can't help myself. Uh, it's called Killing Birds, also known as Zombie Part 5, which has nothing to do with the zombie movies, but it's trying to cash in on the, the fame of Lucio Fulci. Um, movie was also known as Killing Birds, The Raptors. Uh, worthy of note here is there's almost no Killing Birds in the entire movie, so there's that. <laughs> but the cover is sure awesome. Uh, looking at the cover right now, and you see this falcon-type thing uh, it, ripping the eyeball out of some, some severed guy's head, I think, something like that, and it's just nasty and disgusting. Trust me, the movie is not near like that. It's not really gory. Um, in fact, it's fairly bad. Uh, one of the actors in the movie... Uh, there she is, Leslie Cumming. That's her name. Uh, she was in Witchery, and she's so bad. Uh, but she's so bad that she's a blast to watch and listen to and make fun of. And 
so she's in Killing Birds. Uh, you'll rec- if you would happen to watch Witchery and watch Killing Birds, you'll recognize her very, very quickly. She talks kind of like this. And that's literally how she talks through the entire movie. It's hilarious. Claudio Latanzi uh, is the director, and Joe Diamato also helped out with this, but he was uncredited, I guess. Um, his filmography, he directed one movie, and guess what that was? Yeah, that's right, Killing Birds. He also wrote Killing Birds, so yay for that. Uh, he did help out with Ghost House, um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, let's see here. Let's talk about the movie itself. A group of students goes into the woods to study birds, and soon the dead begin to rise to devour the living. Something like that, I think, or something. Um, this uh, this could have been so, so good, but after a great beginning and a, a solid ending, there is a good hour plus of complete filler of bad Italian actors stumbling around a house. And the house, I might add, is the same house that was used in Lucio Fulci's The Beyond. So that might be one of the only reasons to watch this movie is is for that purpose. Uh, but literally, they walk around, and then they argue, and then nothing happens, and then they argue some more, and then a little bit of bad special effects happen, and then nothing happens again, and then a little bit more gory stuff happens in the end, and then it, and then it's done. And, um, ooh, it's painfully bad. Yet, as, uh, as you, as I've said, I've watched it numerous times, and that's just sad. Uh, but, anyway, um, so I want to read an extended storyline here of the movie. In Louisiana, a soldier returning from Vietnam finds his wife in bed with her lover, and he kills them both, as well as a couple of friends. But he is attacked by a bird, and he loses his eyes. Years later, the bodies have not been found, and the former soldier is now a bird specialist. Um, living in a house nearby the swamp. When a group of college students go to the swamp on an assignment to research a species of woodpecker that is almost extinct, they head to Dr. Brown's house to get some tips on how to find the rare bird. They drive through the swamp where they find the house where the murders happened and they decide to stay there. Of course, during the night, weird things happen. There you go. That pretty much sums it up. Um, this, this... If they would have followed the typical horror movie route to every, I don't know, every like 10 minutes at least, or even 15 minutes, something good and gory happens, I would have, I would have been totally on board with this. Uh, but the fact that nothing happens for so long in the movie is, it just kills it. Um, at least the other movies that I've talked about, sporadically throughout there, things do happen. Um, violent scenes or something happens, even a little patch of nudity or something. This one here is just padding, 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 padding. And there's a, there is a storyline there. Um, and if it would have followed through on the just killer cover that they got here, um, I would have been on board for sure, but they didn't. It sucks, but I've watched it several times and I'm going to watch it again at some point, of course. So, okay. The next two that I'm going to touch on, um, I'm not sure how long I can spend on these because they are bad. Uh, is Zombie three and four? Now, if you if you've heard me talk about Lucio Fulci Zombie, um, obviously these are sequels to that. Notice it says Zombie three and four. 
Zombie 1 is considered Dawn of the Dead. Um, even though the script for Lucha Fulci Zombie was written before Dawn of the Dead, to cash in on it, Dawn of the Dead was known as Zombie 1, and then Zombie 2 was Lucia Fulci's, and then there was Zombie 3 and Zombie 4. And Zombie 3, uh, directed by Lucia Fulci, kind of, sort of, and uh, let's see here. Because he, I, I'm not sure if he left, if he bailed on the movie. Uh, Bruno uh, Matai, I believe is his name. He did Hell of the Living Dead and Rats, Knights of Terror. Uh, he's, a, he's a great B director. Um, in fact, let me just see here, just to make sure. I'm pretty certain that, uh, that he may have done Troll Part 2. Um, I could be wrong, but for some reason I was thinking that he did one of those really, really, uh, really, really bad movies. Uh, anyway, regardless, I, I'm I'm derailing here. Uh, Zombie three. Uh, let me just pull up some notes here. Lucio Fulci shot roughly seventy minutes of footage for the film before he had to leave the production due to a stroke. Uh, producer Franco Gaudenzi asked second unit director Bruno Matti uh, and writer Claudio. Fragasso to take over the director's chair. They cut Fulci's footage down to about 50 minutes and added 40 of their own. Uh, like many Italian movies shot for the international market, most of the cast delivered their lines in English and were then redubbed for the U.S. release anyway. Only a few members of the cast actually spoke in uh, Italian. Um, and in the original script, a skull which flies out of the freezer it was not included. It was added by Lucio Fulci. He later remarked that he felt it was one of the cleverest things he had come up with and was the only thing about the movie that he was truly proud of. And tr- trust me when I say um, that is, that's accurate. Uh, there is a few really good scenes in this movie, but this is a really bad movie. Um, it's 84 minutes long. Uh, it's, at least it says here on IMDb, it's from 1988, and it is a chore to get through. Uh, when a terrorist body infected with a stolen chemical is recovered by the U.S. military, the corpse is cremated, unintentionally releasing the virus bacteria into the atmosphere over a small island. Soon the infected populace mutate into flesh-hungry zombies, and a trio of soldiers on leave must team up with a group of tourists and board themselves up in an abandoned hotel as they try to fend off the agile and aggressive living dead. It sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not. It's terrible. It's uh, 84 minutes of the most tedious, boring, slow, uh, bad that uh, I've seen. And I've watched it a couple times because each time I'm like, it, it can't be as bad as I remember because I'll watch it. Like, I think I've watched it twice and it, I have it on DVD and, I'm, and I, I keep thinking to myself, it can't be as bad as I remember. And then I watch it and I'm like, oh... My lord, this is so bad. Oh, it's, it's so far of all the movies I've talked about, it's the worst. Trust me, it is painful. Um, I honestly, I, every time I watch it, I, I don't really remember a whole lot about it because um, it's just, it's so bad. So uh, I would say don't watch it, but then again, maybe do and see what happens. Um, it's just terrible, a terrible, terrible, terrible movie. Um, but anyway, uh, and then there's also uh, Zombie Four, 
also known as After Death. And of course, the covers of these movies are just great uh, zombies, and they look awesome, but they're not. Um, so this one here is uh, called Zombie 4 After Death. And this was directed by the guy that took over for, well, one of the, the co-directors of Zombie 3 after Fulci had a stroke, Claudio Fograsso. For uh, Grasso, I think this I don't know, whatever. It's, it's somehow not quite as bad as Zombie 3, uh, but it's still bad. They actually got a, a gay porn star to be the main hunk of the movie, and it's just funny knowing that he's a gay porn star, and he's, uh, in fact, let me, I think his name is Stryker, something, uh, it's Jeff Stryker, that's his name. His name is, in the movie, he goes by Chuck Payton. Uh, nice. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Here's the summary of the movie. A woman goes back to the island where her parents were killed. They had been working on a cure for cancer and accidentally raised the dead by angering a voodoo priest. With the woman is a group of mercenaries, and they meet up with some other researchers. They raise the dead again, and all hell breaks loose. Um, is it bad? Yes. Is it watchable? Kind of, I guess. Uh, it's, it's so cheesy that with a group of people, you'll have fun with it. It's certainly better than Zombie 3. That was uh, just just terrible. Uh, this one here has enough good going on, and again, it's one of those things. Like I said earlier, you have to you have to have, unlike uh, the Killing Birds movie, you have to keep things going throughout the movie. So there has to be some gore sprinkled throughout these bad movies to make it worthwhile. And this one does that. Um, they're filming on location. You can tell they're somewhere in the. Uh, Somewhere in South America, I think. But um, it's got the typical, you know, it's got cheesy gore. Uh, it is quite gory, if I remember correctly, but it's it's very, very bad gore. Not done good, but uh, yeah, that's okay. It's still fun. I've watched it several times, and it's one that I'll definitely watch again. Um, I, I, you know, I've been ripping through these movies right now. I've got, I've been talking about six different movies, and... Uh, it's hard for me to find a whole lot of information online about them other than just what I'm going by off of memory from seeing them numerous times. But at the very least, I wanted to spend an episode talking about them. And if you're into that type of thing, watch it. Even if you're not, just to see what what types of movies these are, I'd say go for it. Some of them are quite enjoyable for what they are, and some of them are almost unwatchable. Then other ones are like, yeah, it was okay. Like This After Death movie, it was... It was okay, uh, especially it just it's it's one of those so bad it's good type of things, um, aren't they all? I guess, uh, but anyway, so there are six movies for you from Italy, the land of pasta, from the late eighties and early nineties, and um, I recommend if you're going to watch any of them, I would probably start with Black Demons and Ghost House, and uh, if you can sit through those and you have a somewhat smile on your face, then go with witchery. And then after that, it's... Things get pretty sticky after that um, with Killing Birds and Zombie 3 and 4. But regardless, I've talked about them. I've I've done my part, and I've fulfilled my obligation of talking about really, really, really soft underbelly stuff here. So, And if, uh, if you've had to listen to a bunch of my... Uh, um, uh, it's because I don't really know what else to say about these movies. <laughs> They're just, they exist, and I've watched them numerous times, and there you go. So, anyway, that's going to do it for me today. Eugene-Weaver at Hotmail.com if you want to get a hold of me. Um, for any questions, concerns, 
movies I should watch, movies I should avoid, all that blah, 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 good stuff. And, of course, we got Movie Freaks over on YouTube, and we got Cinema Sidekicks over on iTunes. All good shows, all talking about movies. Listen to us, please. We love to uh, talk movies, and we hope that you enjoy us rambling on about movies. So, until next time, I'm Eugene Weaver. Thanks for listening.